high energy in sports. breakfast show. Morning sport on. Looking at what is happening in the world of sports today, the 10th of June 2020. It's a Wednesday morning. How are you doing this morning? The UG Breakfast Show. My name is Mark Extreme. And I hope everyone is safe. Everyone is uh, trying to maintain uh, following the guidelines. Please. Please. The virus is not a, is not a joke. Okay. Unless you live in Tanzania. Joking. Uh, anyway, uh, let's get into what is happening in the world of sports, okay? <laughs> we start off with, uh, you know, the good news. So we start off the good news. Should we start off with the good news now? Or oh, the, the bad news? Let's start off with the bad news. Man United had a friendly game uh, against uh, Stoke City, but that was called off after, you know, Stoke City's coach, that is O'Neill, tested positive of the COVID-19. So they had to say, well, kaput. That's, we are not playing this game. They were forced to cancel their friendly game with Stoke City at uh, Carrington after the visiting manager, Mike O'Neill, uh, tested positive of the coronavirus. So they had to make sure that... Uh, you know, they forego that game. As um, we move on to Man City, Man City are standing firm in the evaluation of Leroy Sane after more talks with Bayern Munich. Uh, that is according to Sky in Germany. And uh, we wait and see, wait to see what happens over there. It seems like Leroy Sane, you know, he hasn't been getting enough playing time in, uh, in uh, Man City. Even when Pep Guardiola has been throwing shots at him in interviews, post match interviews, pre match interviews, all that, they ask him about Leroy Sane and he still, you know, doesn't seem like it doesn't it doesn't appear like Leroy Sun is one of his favorite players. So let's move on to Chelsea. Chelsea want to sign, of course, uh, Kai Havers from Bayern Leverkusen this summer, and they are, we're waiting to see how that goes. You know, there have been uh, there has been a campaign of saying of uh, uh, some teams proposing that uh, maybe the FA should let uh, the transfer uh, the transfer period go between August and October. Between that period, because you know we are we're going to be delayed by the project restart. By the time the games are ended, because project restart is beginning on June 17th, that is next week Wednesday. Next week Wednesday we are having the games. If all goes well, okay, we are having games, and uh, that is the in, in uh, the Premier League. Wait and see how what happens after that. And then uh, moving on, we have to move on to what is hap- what is happening elsewhere. The rumors and all that transfer talk. Uh, but before we get into the transfer talk, let's get into what is happening. The Merseyside Derby, you know, Everton is up when we resume uh, the proje- when project restart gets in uh, gets underway. Uh, Liverpool is going to have to play Everton, and that is the Merseyside Derby. But then there have been challenges of uh, the teams having to to change uh, uh, their, the, the the places where they're going to play the game at. They want neutral grounds because uh, the fans might show up at. Uh, at either Goodison Park or uh, at Anfield, and uh, they flock the whole place and overwhelm security that is trying to put measures in place to avoid the spread of the coronavirus. So what, what is happening is they're going to have to play that game at a neutral ground. So it might be played in Southampton if uh, Goodison Park does not uh, receive the required safety certificate. Okay, that's for the Merseyside Derby. And uh, we're waiting to see what happens after that on that. And as Southampton have put on um, a 35 million pound price tag on their captain, that is Pierre Emile. We wait and see if that will, if uh, people will buy him at that. And then uh, the EFL clubs are facing a bill of about 21 million pounds to refund uh, supporters who have bought tickets for matches they will not be able to attend or will not take place this season. Because, you know, uh, like the rugby, uh, the, the rugby board in, uh, in the UK was saying that the fans that had purchased tickets, please don't ask for a refund. We're already going through tough times. Please, can you not ask for a refund? 
Now in the EFL they have to pay about 21 million pounds because people will have to get their their tickets back because they won't watch the games because of uh the COVID-19 and besides even if the games restart because the EFL is begin is coming back on June 20th even if it comes back they won't be able to go and watch the games so they still need their money back we wait and see what go- what happens let's move on to Chelsea Olivia Giroud is still a target at Tottenham Inter Milan and Lazio with clubs not giving up the hope of capturing the French the French striker this summer and then Newcastle are reportedly ready to sell the club to an American entrepreneur the guy I told you about Harris yesterday and uh you know, since the current, if the current deal with uh, the Saudi consortium collapses because there has been a political row that has kind of set back the the Saudis, the Saudi consortium from uh, purchasing uh, that is a new castle. We wait and see what happens after that. So, you know, <laughs> the other problem that is also causing trouble is that uh, in the Newcastle deal is that that uh, there is that three hundred million deal uh, because that's what uh, I think uh, the Saudi consortium is offering Newcastle. That it's struggling to pass the Premier League checks. Yes, checks. C H E C K. Okay, so it, they, there is a struggue over there. They first, they first reported political turmoil, and now they are saying that the three hundred million deal is uh, struggling to pass the Premier League checks. So we wait and see what happens after that. Ryan Giggs, of course. Let's move on. Ryan Giggs has admitted that he laid uh, he laid into Cristiano Ronaldo. For drinking cock at breakfast. Cristiano Ronaldo was drinking cock at breakfast? That's interesting. Anyone that drinks cock for breakfast is interesting. <laughs> okay. Liverpool boss, Jagen Klopp. Let's leave it at that. Let's leave cock alone, okay? Jagen Klopp, uh, let's move on to Anfield. Uh, he's being uh, backed as the one manager capable of getting the best out of Barcelona star that is Osman Dembele because you know he hasn't had a good he, had, he hasn't had a good run at uh, Barcelona you know much as uh, uh, all the pressure was on him to come and replace Neymar he doesn't seem he has done his best you know he has been mad with injuries among other things and he has struggled over there at Camp Nou so they look at uh, they are looking at Liverpool as uh, maybe the one place he can go at and uh, you know get his shine back as we still keep at Anfield their winger Harvey Elliott is poised to sign his first professional contract with the club. And we keep into the Massey side. Let's keep at Everton, Goodison Park. Uh, they have uh, linked um, with a uh, Espanol midfielder that is Mark Roca, although they are not the only club interested. Carlo Ancelotti wants this guy here from uh, Espanol, that is Mark Roca. And uh, Ajax have reportedly lined up uh, former Everton midfielder, that is uh, Devi Klassen, as a replacement for Donny Van der Beek. And uh, amid speculation of a move to Man United, but remember also Real Madrid is also interested in uh, Donny Van der Beek. And uh, I'm going to end up with, uh, you know, football and performing against racism. Should we get into that or should we not? Because the other day, you know, they, they were talking about Thuram, the young, the young player in, in uh, League One, that is also protesting because, you know, people have been protesting. You have, uh, you have uh, Raheem Sterling that has always been on that game of, you know, showing up and talking about how black issues matter because he, has, he also has faced racism among even, you know, it's funny, he's in England and he's facing racism in England. <laughs> England, what's wrong? You're, you're always good. You're always at the forefront of pushing your players, even the not so good players. 
But then you all of a sudden you, you want to act you become racist on uh, some of your own players. Interessante. Interessante. Okay. So we are waiting to see what happens after that, okay? Let's wait and see what happens. But uh, nonetheless, that is what is happening in the world of sports. And, uh, you know, wait for Kaliango David at 12.30 to tell you what is happening in the world of sports. More of the news that is uh, with the telesoka. Kaliango David, Dawoodi, all that, okay? He'll be coming in at 12.30 to tell you what is happening in the world of sports. And uh, if you want to know what uh, people are talking about, uh, the English clubs failing at uh, talking about racism, uh, here is something that you can listen to here. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's not the one. <laughs> uh, we are not talking about uh, that today. Uh, we are already done with that. Let's get into, um, you know, why football what is not... organisation in football ah. is actually performing well in respect of racism? And I'm talking about... I'm only going to ask you about four. The Premier League, are they performing well? The FA, the LMA and the PFA. They're the four most prominent parties in football which of those are performing well and which are not well jamie uh, gary sorry you've got to throw us into that hat as well because we are football's equality and inclusion campaign so there's five organizations there and out of all of them none of us are performing well ultimately if there's still incidents happening you know we're very quick and I, I know that you guys have said this before, we're very quick to dismiss or sorry to challenge the incidents out in bulgaria when it affects our national players you know, we're very quick to do it in Montenegro and we're damning and we want the harshest possible punishment on those federations and on, the, you know, the perpetrators. When it comes back into our own country, we're not dealing with it in the manner that we stress that we, it should be dealt with abroad. So when you talk about who are underperforming, we are all underperforming. This agenda, like you said, goes off the radar the minute the next Premier League weekend comes about. So let's think about it. Next week, Wednesday, the Premier League is back. Next Saturday, everybody is back. So are we going to be discussing these conversations or are we going to be grateful that football is back on our screens and we've got something actually to turn the focus away from the game? So everyone's underperforming. We have been for, for, for the most period of time. This season has seen a, 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 not an increase, but some unbelievable situations happen around our football grounds right up and down the country. We've seen you know a manager take his team off the football field in an FA Cup tie. Yes, it got a little bit of prominence when the game was replayed. Yes, all the media were there. But ask the manager of that football club who, who made that strong and powerful decision, whether he's had an ultimate decision or sanctions have been made against the, the people that have um, that abused his goalkeeper and his centre-back. Okay. 